Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. For many, high school is supposed to be defined by wild parties, backseat hookups, and the devil-may-care attitude. But when three friends from Our Lady of the Crusades, an all-boys high school, received earth-shattering news about the upcoming merger with their rival school, they make a pact to have one last epic weekend before their lives are turned upside down. The film is called The Crusades, and uh, we're joined today by the writer, co-writer, pardon me, as well as the director of the film, and that would be Leo Milano. Leo, welcome to Film School Radio. Howdy, howdy. Thanks for having me, Mike. Oh, thank you so much. Really like the film a lot, and uh, for a lot of reasons which we'll get into, but you co-wrote this with uh, Jack Hussar and Sean Early. Uh, What inspired you to get together with him and then decide to make a movie called The Crusades? Yeah, so those are my guys from from high school. I've known Sean since first grade, and um, basically once we got once we got going high school with with filming and stuff, like we we're just doing this stuff on the weekends. Literally every weekend we were filming stuff. Half of it didn't even make it online. We didn't even edit half of it, but we were always filming something. And they were two major players in all of that. When the time came to start talking about this, and keep in mind this is a wild pipe dream to get this made. We started talking about this back in whatever we were, I don't know, this has been a 12 year journey. So we've been talking about this movie for roughly 12 years. Those are my go-to guys. So once, you know, I wanted to start writing this, they knew my high school experience. We had great stories from high school and those are the guys I always collaborated with from day one. So got to keep that train moving. Just as something I could relate to, going to an all boys Catholic high school, this felt very similar. We we had a, a sister school that was right over the hill from us. So that when there were dances and things like that, there was the Sacred Heart was right, right around the corner. So a lot of this film feels very familiar in the in the tone and kind of the culture of it. It feels very familiar to me. I think when you meet anyone who's been to like an all-boys school or like an all-girls school, you can instantly click with them in some some ways because you both have been through the trenches. Like it's a completely different animal, these schools. And it's so funny that your your sister school was called that because in the movie ours is called Sacred Divinity. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about the, the story itself, because for me, it's a story that starts out very much like a lot of teen high school films. There's a lot of hijinks. We've got you know these characters that we're, we're familiar with. Where the, the the nerds and the, the the guys who were kind of the the partiers and all the rest of it, but I thought in your film in this film the Crusades, uh, even at the very beginning stages of the film where we're establishing characters, I thought you you did a really good job of defining them in ways that was a, more nuanced than our more what I would call more typical teen films of this. Um, that's part of the writing. That's part of the direction. Let's talk a little bit about the filmmaking part of it, like what you were trying to do with the development of these characters from the, from the outset. The whole reason even making this is just, it was really hard for me personally to relate to um, a lot of the high school movies growing up just from being in the Midwest and going to all boys school. And it just, I felt like it wasn't really touched yet. This like specific, you know, demographic. So I really wanted to let that be the base of it all. And then starting off me and the two co-writers, Sean Jack, uh, Sean and Jack, we were always like, oh yeah, let's let's name it 
let's name it, you know, our names, like we'll act in it. We're keep on, we're like 20, whatever years old, 20 years old when we're writing this. We, we had a very humbling journey through all that 12 years later, you know, being 31 now, finally coming out this movie. We really wanted to, you know, inject our personal experiences into the film. And I think that's what the only reason we we're able to write this, you know, I think we were able to navigate those characters pretty well as far as writing them, their dialogue, all that stuff. You know, we wanted to take them on a journey. And I think they're they're flawed to begin with as, as far as just high schoolers. And I think by the end of the movie, they definitely lurk, look at things differently, but they're still flawed. They're, they're still like, it's not like the movie ends and like they're new people. They've learned, but at the core of it, they're still little rascals. You know, they're, they're going to get into more trouble moving forward. This film definitely has an arc to it. There's a definite arc, not only to the story itself, but to these characters. That's just something that I think you don't generally see in films that are are dealing with teen, the teen years, the high school years. Was that always the beginning? Was that always the way that you wanted to pursue this from the beginning to take it to the places that you did in the film? I knew we always wanted to kind of push the boundaries a little bit. We definitely like teeter the line of comedy and drama, especially the second half of the film. They were the, I'm trying to think here. You know, this started as a TV show. So like we had all this content, episodes, right? With so many, so many episodes written, written, written. Ultimately, you know, we were going to make it uh, the feature that it is now. So we condensed all this material and we had the final script. We didn't necessarily have like a full story arc for these characters because like there's supposed to be multiple seasons and all that stuff. Gotcha. So, like, that's, yeah, that's it's this really wild journey. But like the arcs of these characters really didn't come into place until like the final, really like the final hours leading up to the film. We were still fine tuning it, but it was really important for us to feel that we we tied up every loose end. Like I think if you watch the film, especially a couple times, you'll see that there's a lot of details that go unnoticed the first watch that we tie up from the beginning. Well, let, let's talk about the filmmaking. Okay. And, and I want to integrate into that part of our conversation, your, your background, your background as you, as you, started out in the industry and and how how has that impacted not only going out and getting money and essentially the experience that that has taught you about how to make a film yeah i mean my the most interesting thing that i've discovered through this career is that every single like path is so different and i think that's what's great and at the same time it, it makes it so difficult to try to navigate this industry because there's no one set way to get to your end goal and I started off, I, like I was saying, like film and videos in high school. And I knew I was going to go to film school. And when I when I graduated high school, I was lucky enough to be a production assistant on Transformers 3 that was filming in Chicago. So straight out the gate, my first time ever on a set ever, not only was it my favorite movie at the time, the original Transformers, but it was on a $300 million budget. So to see the industry at the absolute highest level as an 18-year-old, definitely affected how I, I viewed things because now it's like I peaked as far as sets go. So I got to figure out how to make it because I want to make movies like, you know, on the scale. So that definitely affected my mindset moving forward. And I think even if you you look at the Crusades, it's a very ambitious film for the budget, for the shooting schedule, for this is, you know, this is our first film. But I think a lot of it stems from that. And then I went to film school and I was working as like a featured extra on this show called uh, The Playboy Club on NBC. And 
I was doing some standing work on that. And like, I was getting hooked because like I was doing scenes with these, these big actors and I was rehearsing with them. And I really started getting into acting then too. And I decided to drop out of school and I got a full-time job working on the NBC show, Chicago fire as Taylor Kinney's stand in. I mean, I probably, I don't know. I, I think I did two full seasons. I did over 50 episodes on that. That was really like my film school when I think about it, because it was 15 hours a day, every single day for 10 months at a time. The whole crew was so nice and the cast was so nice. So I was able to just pick brains, you know, people that have been doing this their whole lives that I looked up to. And I was able to just pick their brain, ask questions, eat lunch with these people on a daily basis. It really helped me figure out what I really need to make a movie, Um, Mm -hmm. like the bare minimums and how things are done on the highest level. So I studied acting, too. I had a hot streak for a while. It didn't last long. You know, I got casted a few times, a couple of national commercials, Chicago Fire, ironically enough, a couple of times. And ultimately, that also helped me just talk to actors, you know, understand the process of it. I could talk for hours on this topic. I understand what actors are going through. Auditioning is so hard. So even on auditions, if I see something that's even decent, you, you love to see it because you know how hard these things are, how awkward these these auditions are. Even with that, and as far as being like a production assistant and a stand-in, you know, I, I was lowest on the totem pole. The way that the people treated me, you know, with with respect from the highest level, from the from Dick Wolf to you know the all the the directors and stuff. That's how I saw that, and I never forgot, you know, how I was treated when I was no one or or had anything to offer. So I always tried, you know, moving forward specifically on this set to understand that everyone's pushing forward everyone's trying to you know have a has a dream and a goal and just to treat everyone no matter what their job is with the same respect because i know what it's like to be the little guy grateful for those humble beginnings i'm grateful for this impossible journey that never seemed to have end the fact that the movie premieres tomorrow is like mind-blowing for me but yeah man i wouldn't change the ride and i've learned a lot of lessons and i I definitely every single step of the way was a, a learning experience that is a remarkable journey. But before I say anything else, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Leo Milano, and he is the director and co-writer of the film The Crusades. And it is, as you mentioned, coming out um, July. Premiering tomorrow, though. The world premieres tomorrow, but yeah, it it fully releases um, on the 7th. Theatrical and VOD? What what, is that all? We got a limited theatrical run, which is awesome, and um, VOD. Any Los Angeles dates for that? We have the Glendale, uh, the Lemley in Glendale. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it's coming. It'll be screening at the uh, Lemley in Glendale. Perfect. It's a brand new Lemley, by the way. Fantastic. And that what a journey. What an amazing journey. And in some ways, as you stepped onto the set for the first day of shooting the Crusades, I know you were anxious. I'm sure all of the, you know, all of that that comes along with being in charge of an uh, of a, a film and uh, on the first day. But I would imagine that just the level of experience you've seen on a three hundred million dollars set gave you some idea of what to expect and how to behave on a set. For sure. I mean, it's all about the biggest thing that I've I've learned from being on those big sets is that. It all starts from the top, right? The the momentum, the energy, it all comes from the top. So whoever's leading that set, I learned, controls the other 100 people. So if you're in a real bad mood or you're a jerk or whatever, it's going to trickle down to everyone. That was really, I was really conscious of that, you know, especially the first day. Just, 
I That's just, awesome. uh, you know, I'm grateful for everyone's time. So it's like, listen, this is, I might not get another one of these movies. So be nice to everyone. That's all I think I, I you know, that was my biggest learning experience. That's awesome. And your perspective on it is truly a gift. I mean, that, that really is. And again, I want to underscore this. The Crusades is, as you said, it punches above its weight class in so many different ways. The acting is good in it. You've got some good people involved. I think we should mention uh, Rudy Pankow, Khalil Everidge, Ryan Ashton, Indiana Masara, and so many others, Ashley Nicole Williams. The performances are really well done, and it's a fun ride. Where it ends up isn't where it started out. And I think that is a tribute to the writing. It's a tribute to the development of the characters. And it's a tribute to the film itself in that you allow us to, to be a part of it in a way that I think uh, it, it it defies some expectations. At least it did for me. One last thing I mentioned before we got started. I actually had the honor of meeting Nicholas uh, Tutorial at one point in my life, uh, working with him. Great to see him in, the, in, this, uh, in this role. Experience with him was nothing but great. And how was it to work with Nicholas Totoro? He's the best. He's a total pro. He was probably the first person we casted on this. He, he helped out with a sizzle we did for this in 2018, just trying to get this thing made as a, you know, like I said, we needed some pitch material. You know, we stayed on board. We brought him on as an, an executive producer. I think he's responsible not only for the R rating, but as far as, well as the uh, a lot of the laughs in the movie. I think he's one of the funniest characters, and I'm really excited for maybe even a new, a younger audience to to get, you know, discover him. Um, and because he's so funny in this, I, I'm really excited to see how he's going to be perceived. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And he's got a pretty cool brother, too. So uh, absolutely. Well, I, my congratulations to you, Leo, on the work and on your the arc of your career. And I, I hopefully... The arc will continue to rise as as you move through your uh, through your time and in, in, uh, in making movies and look for you to come back sometime for another conversation on whatever you're working on. I would love that. Uh, I, would, I would love that for sure. Please stay in touch. I really appreciate all the kind words and I'm glad you like the film. Thank you. Again, we've been speaking with Leo Milano and he is the co-writer as well as the director of this wonderful new film called The Crusades. That was great. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 